Hello, my name is Lauren Hollander, and this is Who Gives a Shallot, the podcast. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about... I'm here today with my wonderful sister back again. Hello. Um, I figured we could talk about um, food labels today because... Uh, that's something that I know you and I talk about a fair amount, um, yes. is often shrouded in mystery. <laughs> the whole, like when you look at a label, um, what's supposed to be there, what's maybe not, not supposed to be there, but what's not federally regulated. Um, what are all the little sneaky things that they're putting on there? Um, before we recorded, Gillian was like, Oh, cool. You brought your honey bunches of oats up here. <laughs> like, well, for this reason, exactly. Um, so last year, um, Gillian helped me to start a little sauce line. And that was something that we had to figure out was um, what can you put on a food label? You know, because there are things that you have to put on. And then there are supplemental things that maybe aren't necessarily required, but definitely advised. Um, so I thought it'd be cool to kind of go over uh, what these different things are. And then I do have a random assortment of things that I found in the kitchen, and we can kind of break it down. Um, but what came up really quick with Feeling Saucy was we got all the main stuff on there. Yeah. Um, which, so legally... You have to have a few things on a product. That's statement of identity number one. Obviously, what is it? What's what? What's the product? Yeah, saying? like when you look at something, people need to know uh, <laughs> what it is they're buying. Like pretty much just what is it? What is this? What is this thing? And then there's also net weight. How much of the product is inside there? Uh, the manufacturer's address. So if you kill someone, they know where to find you. And uh, nutritional facts and ingredient lists. So there are more things to that that we'll go over later. But one thing we found was that, remember, people with um, specifically, what sauce was it? Um, the uh, one, the creamy, creamy lemon dill oh, sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah. People were like, why does it look all clumpy, you know? Because uh, there was coconut, coconut cream in it. And uh, it gets clumpy. We didn't put a uh, shake well before use. We did not. No. Because when our FDA guy was looking over the labels, he was just looking to make sure that I had statement of identity, net weight, manufacturer's address, nutritional facts, and ingredients. Western Union? Wasn't he Western Union? Western Union? What was this? Like the what? place that sends what? money? What was his name? It wasn't Western Union. <laughs> it sounded like Western Union. I feel like I knew it the second before you said Western Union. <laughs> <I'm so sorry. laughs> um, it probably hmm. wasn't Western Union. I can uh, verifiably say... Wells Fargo. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, it wasn't Wells Fargo either, but that's what we call it. Yeah. Will Fargo. Will, Will Fargo. Fargo. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we're getting off the charts. It's going to be loud laughter. Um, okay, yeah. Will Fargo. So, uh, cool. Hey, glad we solved that mystery for everyone. Um, shout out to Will. Um, anyway, <laughs> we didn't have uh, separation is natural, shake before use, 
which if you look at a lot of products that are like sauces, I have one of these products I have up here with me is a uh, Santa Cruz organic peanut butter. Um, and they do okay, not have it on here. Separation is natural. But a lot of places, you know, with like chunky bits in it, um, they'll want you to uh, basically say, hey, it's not rotten. Because that that all of our sauces did a good amount of separation, yeah, which is natural. You needed a shake or stir. Yeah, um, and then the other thing is, after you open it, pop that baby in the fridge. You yeah. would think refrigerate after opening, pretty much ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, unless uh, it's like a jar of nuts, then it's fine. A dry good. Yeah. Um, but like Edit shake that out, so I don't sound dumb. <laughs> Now that you said that, I'm definitely not. <laughs> um, no, but um, these were things that you wouldn't even think, for me as somebody who knows food, and for you as somebody who knows food, you wouldn't think you'd have to say, shake before use, separation is natural, refrigerate after opening. Wait, that was legally, like legally you had to put those no, things No, that on? was the thing is that we legally didn't have to put them on, but then I had, you know, um, consumers, I had a few people who were like, do I put it in the fridge after I open? And why does it look like it's separated? Well, because it naturally separates. It's like a dressing, you know? Some things, physics, weigh more than others. Yeah, generally it happens <laughs> so whenever there's like fat in something. Yeah. The fat's going to separate. Mm -hmm. That's just how it works. That's just how it works. So, you know, it's interesting to think about how there are things you have to put on there. And then there are things that as a company you should put on there. Um, so, you know, what's interesting too is you have a serving size on things. And I was talking to someone recently and the idea of serving sizes can be misleading because there's been so many times where you like pop open a little snack and you're like, oh my God, only a hundred calories. And it's like five servings. Yeah. There's like five servings in the whole thing. And yeah. one serving is like three Cheetos. I remember seeing that like on a <laughs> Cheetos bag or something once. And it's like, who counts out the amount of Cheetos that you're going to eat. I don't, I'm not paying attention to calories or serving size when I'm eating Cheetos. True. First of all. True. So that kind of, even though adds to it, I get that it's required, but like just put on the front of the package and just say, Hey, I already know you're going to eat this all in one setting. <laughs> so that's how many calories are in it. But serving size um, is a part of a nutritional panel, which all food products are required to have. Because um, if you didn't know this, people in America are getting pretty unhealthy. <laughs> you know, I remember when um, I went to like a fast food place years ago, and suddenly there were kind of like it would show you how many calories or something. I remember that too. And also being like, I don't want to see that this has yeah. like 800 calories in it. It's the same thing as eating Cheetos. I'm not eating Cheetos to be healthy, and I'm definitely not going to get a cheeseburger. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know how many calories are in my two-cheeseburger meal that I used to get my entire childhood. <laughs> but but I can see why they do it, because maybe then you go, uh, do I want the large fries or maybe one of those gross little salad tossers? You know, the cups with the salads. Give a little shake a -roon. Is they, that a fast food salad option? They had those at McDonald's, and somebody told me a while ago that even in one of those, there's like a crazy amount of 
of uh, carbs. Probably because it has like shredded cheese and like crout- <laughs> more crouton than lettuce. Than lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Or like just little crispy bits. And then the dressing probably has a bunch of crap It's not in dressing. It. It's just pure bacon fat. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, that, because bacon fat congeals like yeah. hard. Could you imagine trying to just like room temp? Bacon fat. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get that in your salad. Um, okay. So another thing. So we have the nutritional facts. So that is required. And, and you have to know how many uh, vitamins and minerals there are in things. And, you know, there's lots of handy um, little online databases where you can, like, even these days put in a recipe. And it'll kind of break all that stuff down for you because... Um, yeah, they have little calculators where you put in the recipe and amounts and it figures all of that stuff out for you, which is awesome. Yeah. And that's what I used for the saucy saucy Mm -hmm. labels. Um, and then another thing is, and I don't know if y'all have read ingredients lists, but I'm sure you have. If you're reading, um, an ingredients list, there's always at the bottom in bold where it says contains and it says wheat, almond, milk. Do you know why it says that? For allergy? Yes. Yeah, allergy information. Nice. So allergens. It's required by law because there are so many people who have, you know, various allergies that the main allergens are always on the, so even if there's just the teeniest amount or if it's the whole thing, you got to say that. So the main allergens are soybeans, wheat, eggs, milk, peanut, tree nuts, and shellfish. So if any food product has even a speck of one of those allergens, um, you'll find it when you look here underneath the ingredients. It'll say contains. So you have those kind of like main uh, categories that you have to have on things. But then there's just like a ton of other crap that they put on food labels. Um, So I have a few little things up here. And it's kind of fun to, like, look at what they put on food labels. Um, Because at that point, once you get through the big stuff, then it's all, like, how can I get you to buy the product, you know? And we talked about this last time. You were saying, like, natural. They make things look natural. Yeah, like that box of honey bunches of oats, Mm -hmm. if you turn it around. Oh, like wholesome grains uh-huh. and like all a of the different smiley things. face yeah there's a pile of almonds with just random leaves sitting atop yeah. the pile of <laughs> yeah. almonds it's all like just marketing mm-hmm. to make it look like it's a really healthy product even though it's packed with sugar mm-hmm. and then it's funny because if you look right at the center of the honey bunches of oat sign it's like a sun yeah so they're very clever like these companies are super clever about Okay, you know, you get a plain box. There are people, you know, who work to get all the main stuff on it. And they're like, cool, now let's cover the entire box with other nonsense. And it can be, like, all sorts of stuff. And I don't know, like, a lot of times if you turn a product around, it'll be, like, our story. And it'll tell you this whole, like, really charming story about how they got their start. Um, And then advertisements for some of their other products. Give you a bunch more choices. Tried and tasty, flavorful, choco love. (laughs) Gosh. So people literally sit, are like paid to sit there and figure out how to kind of make something look the most um, appealing for for consumers. 
And it's like everything. It's every little thing. And you'll probably notice more when you, um, and you as in all the listeners, if you didn't before, when you go to the grocery store, you'll be like, wow, you know. So another thing I have here is these Archer Farms Rosemary Scalloped Crackers. They're very fancy. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that they're marketed as such. From like, look at the toppings on those crackers. Yeah, there's a picture. There's like what, Kalamata. Is that a grape or a Kalamata? Oh my gosh, there's a grape and a Kalamata olive. They're just covering all their bases. Yeah. Some like a little, little rosemary chai. sprig. Oh, oh it's a rosemary sprig. Mm-hmm. And even the fact that it says scalloped crackers. Because it, it's like that curved edge. And they're sitting on like a wooden board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know if you buy them these, you're doing a cheese board. Yeah. Fancy cocktail them. party time. Yep. And, um... No, in all caps, artificial colors or flavors. Okay. Well, interesting. Oh, and they even have a little recipe on the back here. It's great. It's actually quite smart, you know, because, I mean, you want people to not only buy the product, but be enticed to buy it because they know how to use it, even though it's a cracker. I think most people know how to use a cracker. Yeah, generally people do know how to use a cracker. I think a lot of the time, too, it's advertising other products that they have, like on the Honey Bunches of Oats. Like if there's another product that company makes that goes with the cracker. Smart. You know? That's true. Then they'll advertise that there as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, it says here, 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Okay, well, I guess that's where the manufacturer's address comes in because you're like, you know what? I ate these crackers. I didn't love them. And I wasn't 100% satisfied. What even is 100% satisfied? I don't know what that feels like. I mean, I'm sure I've experienced it, but I I don't know 100% what that feels like. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that there are some people who may, who are hard to please. Yes. And would go, you know know what? what? These were great, and I was 95% satisfied. Therefore, I want my $2.70 back. Do you know the exact price for these? No, I'm imagining just assuming. About, yeah, two seventy. Um, but the box is, you know, nice coloring. Got some forest greens, some light greens. It looks very naturey. I mean, when you think of green, what do you think of? Trees. Trees. Yeah. So they'll use green on like a lot of packaging. Um, and then it's interesting because they have a lot of other um stuff. Oh, and another thing is country of origin. So now, um, that is required. It's called Cool Country of Origin Label, C-O-O-L. Okay. So if something is coming out of the country, um, you have to know where it comes from. Cool. So on this package, Archer Farms, it's a Target brand, product of Canada. Oh, and it's pretty cool. They have a nifty little um, little guide here for how to um, recycle, which is actually great because... That's another thing with food packaging is like, what do you do with it once you're I put done? every box into the recycling. Yeah, cardboard. Yeah, but it's it's good that it says here, not the plastic wrap, but the paper box. That's why I hate, I love Trader Joe's so much, but everything you buy from them is wrapped in plastic. Every single thing. Is it? Yeah. Like you go to their produce section and like a cucumber is shrink wrapped. Hmm. I don't do any grocery shopping at Target. No, I'm talking about Trader Joe's. Oh, Trader Joe's. Okay, yeah, Trader Joe's. That is true. If you get some, anything you get, it's either in a plastic container Mm -hmm. or Mm shrink-wrapped. 
That's very true. They don't have like a lot of loose vegetables. They have fruits. some, but then even still, like they have a four pack of tomatoes where it's four vine ripe tomatoes in a little cardboard tray with a plastic wrap over it. Yeah. Like totally unnecessary. I was at uh, Target actually uh, last week and I was um, just snooping around in their little grocery section and they had some zucchinis. They were organic zucchinis, but every single zucchini had its own tray with plastic wrap over it. Yeah, that's pretty unnecessary. Single zucchinis. Think about how much plastic was used. Just, <laughs> it's just crazy. You know I, what I've always wondered? I've always wondered why English cucumbers mm-hmm. are always shrink wrapped. Yeah. Do you, can you answer that for me? I don't know if it's at, is it at every store? I do every see that a lot. Every time I've ever seen an English cucumber at any store, it's always wrapped in plastic. Huh. Why are English... And it's like a thicker. It's oh a my thick. gosh. I started I started typing it in, why are English? And Google said, why are English cucumbers wrapped in plastic? That's because they were listening to us, probably. Oh, <laughs> this totally makes sense. It's okay. because... Like, regular cucumbers have that thicker skin, and English cucumbers... Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, they They're have a particularly thin skin, so the tight plastic wrapping helps to keep them last longer in the fridge at home and acts as both an insulator to protect against cold injury and prevents and slows dehydration. That totally ah, makes sense. okay. Still, Mystery solved. Still annoying. It is. I mean, I do love English cucumbers. Though. They're delicious. They really are, yeah. with like a little salt. Yeah, just go to your local farmer's market, you know. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that, like, mostly to me and everyone. Because it's like, gosh, you just think, I always think about this. Like, how much waste, not only of our food, but waste in regards to what we wrap our food in. So, anyway, slightly off topic, but still not. It's a food label. It's the package. Yeah. Let's just say say this podcast isn't about food labels. Food labels and packaging. Okay, but we're going to veer back to labels. We're, we're yeah. veering back. <laughs> Just got off the exit, narrowly avoided. Um, okay, so back to these scalloped rosemary crackers. So, yeah, there's a beautiful picture of some rosemary on here. And then this is funny. They have this little, um, like, story on the back. And it's like, Archer's Farms Rosemary Scalloped Crackers, everything's all capitalized there, are exceptional enough for special guests, yet easy enough for an everyday snack. Ooh, versatile. (laughs) With their crisp texture and delightful taste of fragrant rosemary, these crackers are delicious paired with brie or other soft, mild cheeses. Archer's Farms crackers are made with the highest quality of ingredients for fresh tasting flavor. You notice how they don't say anything about Archer's Farms because there is no farm. Archer Farms is just... The name of the brand. It's the brand that... Target sells. Mm -hmm. Target has all of these products, the Archer Farms product, which is a great example of marketing Mm -hmm. because there is no farm. It's like a factory. And even their logo, if you look, it's just like a little chicken. It looks like a chicken, like a rooster on top of a. Yeah, they have them on products, all of the Trader Joe's, like quote unquote fancy. They're fancy brand. You keep saying Trader Joe's. Do you mean Target? Target. Yeah. I know. We've we've flip flopped. We've flip flopped a bit. But, um, yeah, it's just the name of the company. Yeah. I mean, this is a great example, too, of serving sizes. So nutrition facts, about 12 servings per container. And you'll notice when you look that that's always small, but then in bold, big, it says calories per serving, 80. Serving size, three crackers. And there's 12 <laughs> servings per container. 
Yeah. That's so that's a lot. There. That's getting up there. Nine hundred and sixty for that whole. Were we racing to that number? I feel. I saw your wheels turning, and well, I quickly I, wanted to get there. I know. I still beat you though. <laughs> Playback. Okay. Well. Um. Either way, that's like a thousand calories in that pretty like average size. It's box a of, modest. It's a modest. Six point five ounces. Okay, yeah, a thousand calories in this. That's actually insane when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hold my reading glasses here. Um, yeah, it's a wow, lot of, it's a lot of a lot fat. of cows, a lot of fat, and a lot of those uh, K cows. A lot of those K cows. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know that's interesting because when you really look at it, so yeah, there's a recipe, there's a little story, hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed, all the pretty colors on here. Um, are there actually laws that, or are there like rules that talk about the servings? Can you make the serving size anything the hell you want? Because if so, yeah. it's insane because you can like be like a quarter of a teaspoon and then you're like three calories and people are like, oh my God, damn, this is you can super low cal. Yeah. And then in reality, it's like 400 servings. Yeah. That's insane. That's so misleading. Well, that's, that's, it's, you know, it's misleading, but it's also tricky because they get around it because all the data is there for you, but also. You just have to decipher it. Yeah. You got to bust out those math skills to, to figure out. It's like the Cheeto thing. And also if anyone's eating Cheetos, they're all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. How? You well, that's why they have the weight. It's it's. A oh, cool! Here. Then let me get out my kitchen scale and weigh out <laughs> weigh one gram of Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure some like you know mommies when they make in their little snack bags for their kids probably do that. You know, mostly so that the kids can't argue about who got more Cheetos. Yeah, or they just get them like the snack pack sizes of Cheetos. Yeah, shit, they even have those now. Mm-hmm. I remember I used to love those variety packs of all the little chips. I loved the variety packs of the cereal. Oh, the little boxes yeah, and you could like eat boxes. out of the boxes. Mm-hmm. You just open them and you pour the milk in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yum. So yum. So good. Um, and then, so I brought a peanut, a jar of peanut butter because somebody even said to me once, they were like, it's so funny when you get peanut butter and then it says contains peanuts because it's like, yeah, I know it contains peanuts. But, again, it's an allergen, so you're legally required to. Um, And then, nowadays, we have – oh, and then there's the best if used by date, you know. Um, And it's funny because when I was doing the research for the product um, for Feeling Saucy, that number is quite arbitrary. The best if used by? Uh Uh-huh. And and you're told to just kind of err on the side of non-food poisoning. Your, like that. your customers. Like that. Well, I know a lot of dairy products, like especially eggs and milk. I mm-hmm. mean, they're good far after they say like the best if used by date. Smell and texture check. Smell test, man. Texture too. If it, the milk's a little chunk. Well, yeah, chunky milk. No thanks. No. Um, I actually had. This, and then it's cottage cheese. <laughs> I'd rather just get cottage, cottage cheese. Yeah. I had this salsa I got from Trader Joe's. This like salsa. not Target. It was Trader Joe's. <laughs> okay. Um, this like salsa verde, and I was like, "Ooh, yum! I'm gonna put some on my eggs." And this was a couple days ago. And I looked at the Best Buy date, 
thinking, oh, I've had this for a while. And then I look and I'm like, oh, it only, like, it, it's two days past. Yeah. Like, this, I'm sure this is good. And I open it and it looks fine to me. I'm like, oh, I'll just, like, dip my finger in and take a little test. It, I had to, like, rinse my mouth out. Really? It, like, burnt my tongue. It was, like, Ugh. it tasted like, like, Bragg's apple cider vinegar. <laughs> it was so bad. There was and that some was, fermentation there happening There was major, in major fermentation. It was so intense. And that was a couple of days past... And, um, huh. yeah, it was traumatizing. It was really bad. The flavor, like, stayed in my mouth. But it was brushed my teeth. in the fridge still? It was in the fridge. And my power, I mean, like, everything else was fine in my fridge. That's crazy. I know. Because the thing about um, canned stuff is if it's acidified, which means if it has a high Well, it was enough... in one of those plastic. It was, like, in the fresh section. The fresh oh, section. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, generally... If you get a salsa that has a pop lid, it's been acidified. They've added some products that have like high acidity, like vinegars, um, and especially uh, ripe tomatoes are really high acidity, but green tomatoes less so. So especially if you get something out of the fresh section, um, it's meant to be consumed quickly because I've I've definitely had that with fresh salsas. Yeah, the 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 glass jar ones usually I'm like, okay, these are cool. Yeah, forever. But no, this was. Yeah. Forever-ish. Forever-ish. What's that? Botulism? Yes. Oh, it's botulism. Okay. That's if something's not canned properly though, right? Um, Well, botulism, actually, um, it's anaerobic, which means that it has to exist in a zero oxygen environment. Um, So that's one thing. So canned products is especially a high danger to that. But the other factor, botulism needs no oxygen and low acidity. Okay. But a lot of the time if you pop it and it's like, I don't know, it's like the blob foam pours over. <laughs> yeah. I say toss it. Toss I'm definitely it. not chowing down on something that foams over yeah. when I open it. No. Unless no. it's champagne. I was just going to say, ooh, what's a good foamy thing when you open? <laughs> um, so I have this uh, peanut butter now in front of me. And... Um, now that we've kind of progressed into an era of like organic and gluten-free, like there's so many other labels now that are going to be on things. And those are actually um, a lot of the time third-party labels. Um, USDA is obviously, that's the United States Department of Agriculture Organic, is a very specified set of regulations that if you put that on your label, you have to, and it's, you you know, the USDA is a government department. So, um, but like this non-GMO project verified, they aren't associated with the government. Um, and then even what's interesting here on the back is it says gluten-free, but um, it's not certified. It doesn't say certified because there is a third party. It just says gluten-free, and like this weird font to get people's attention, probably. Yeah, yeah. Gluten free, but also if you read the ingredients, it just says organic roasted peanuts contains one percent or less of salt. So where would they be sneaking that gluten? Yeah, there, there's really no room for the gluten to hide in that jar of peanut butter. Mm. I mean, I, I think unless right- it's processed in a facility. That, and that's why they'll write that too. You'll see on labels like, this has been processed in a facility yeah. that also processes shellfish, tree nuts, wheat. 
probably more like wheat if there's peanuts, not shellfish. But it's <laughs> like I I think with some things because it's more new, mm-hmm. they're allowed to write that stuff without certification. I think down the line, more and more things will have like you can't just write like this is paleo or this is keto or this is gluten free. Right yeah. now, it's like a bunch of diet fads like you were talking about last week, and you can advertise. Like I was at the supermarket with Amber a couple of days ago, and we were in the condiment section. And on a jar of mayonnaise, it said keto mayonnaise. And we just like looked at each other like, what the fuck? Keto mayonnaise. And I know that some mayonnaise can have sugar in it. Yeah, but it's, it's like, it's so low. I mean, it's like soup. There's no carbohydrates still. Like what is it? It's, they're all like less than one gram. Yeah. So to write keto mayonnaise is the most ridiculous thing ever. It's marketing. It's a hundred percent. That's yeah. the whole thing. That's why yeah. the gluten free is on. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. Hey, this is like a keto jar of fat. I remember when gluten free was getting crazy and I was at the grocery store and there was butter and it said gluten free. <laughs> and I yeah. just was like, oh, okay. When... How, what, what, how is this, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, and it's smart. I get it. You know, if you're a food company and your product doesn't contain any gluten in it and people are suddenly really caring if there's gluten and stuff. I think, I think gluten-free butter is going too far. Like, I think that's. I do agree. I I thought it was a little (laughs) I don't think that's smart. I think that's ridiculous. Like, but it's the same, in my eyes, it's the same thing as like putting keto on a jar of mayonnaise. Like, get Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. But they're never gonna. No. No. It's just gonna Um, get crazier and crazier. And so nowadays, because last, the past few years have been really big on uh, GMO products. So starting this year, and there's, you know, whenever a law goes into effect, unless it's banning jewel pods. (laughs) (laughs) That just That just happened so quick. That's That's the fastest the government's ever worked. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously crazy. They went from like, well, it's because conspiracy of the tobacco companies. I don't, not conspiracy. It's a fact. Reality. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Anyway, so um, in terms of actual laws that affects us as citizens, um, they wanted to start putting labels on every single food product that had any ingredient that was biologically engineered. So some may hear like, oh, GMO. It's all kind of the same. It's just if there's any ingredient in it that has had any sort of scientific tinkering on a genetic level is considered biologically engineered. So they were going to do you know, uh, GMO, GMO product, but that scares people too much. So biologically engineered was a more, I don't know. That sounds way creepier to me. It does. It makes me think of like clone. Yeah. Like, like, like that this food product, I don't know, never saw the light of day. Yeah. It came to fruition in a dark That's basement. Like the thing, it freaked me out when I first heard about like how impossible burgers were made I was like what is happening in that lab yeah like are they manipulating like they're like splicing like that movie splice basically yep. an animal <laughs> like a cow and some like a pea plant are like breeding somehow Oof. now that you mentioned <laughs> in a that movie dish. splice <laughs> yeah it's become awfully horrific the um, concept of it. it is but that is something that would be considered biologically engineered. Well, yeah. I don't think that there's very, like, that is the least grow, natural product ever. <laughs> you can't grow an impossible burger. 
Um, but uh, it was funny because, you know, for school and stuff, I've been studying a lot of food policy and I was looking into this biologically engineered and um, the label for biologically engineered is so hilarious. They're doing like some test runs, of course, just like with everything, like what makes you think the be the least afraid um biologically engineered label <laughs> i can only imagine i saw it and i just was like this is so silly um let's see they're working on it oh my gosh you're going to laugh so this is an npr article usda unveils prototypes for gmo food labels and they're dot 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 confusing <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so one one of them is like there's one that's a sun and the inside is green and it says B-E with a smiley face underneath. So it looks like one of those suns you would draw as a kid, like in the corner with like some sunglasses on. Just says B-E. They all just look like smiley. One of them looks... They're really misleading because they all look like it means natural. The only exactly. one that looks like it might not is the one that's like the dashed shapes But it still circle. looks like a smiley face. Well, they all look like smiley faces except for that one where I think it's like might be advertising honey or like a bee rescue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these labels, this is just like shows you how, how much goes into how can we make consumers, even if this is bad for them, think that it's good for them. How much goes into manipulating yep. the consumers? consumers. Yeah. Exactly. A lot. And this article, I saw this a while That's ago. That's what advertising is. Yeah. You know? 100%. <laughs> And it's, it's so funny because um, this, this NPR article goes on to say that this is the product, these logos, of a decades-long fight between anti-GMO campaigners and big ag companies, which left neither side completely satisfied. The perfect compromise. Yeah, neither side perfectly satisfied. Yeah, that's... Gosh. And somebody even says, I mean, they look like little smiley faces, which is true. Because they're very pro-biotech and they're like cartoonish looking. Yeah. So you would, I, I think that the majority of the public who go to the grocery store is going to see that and be like, oh, it's like Archer, Archer, Archer Farms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's from a farm. You know, you would never, uh, you would never know. But it's misleading and misleading and confusing to say the least. Um it's uh, quite interesting how how much these companies uh, will will compromise to try and uh, figure out how can we make food seem appealing. You know what I think the biologically engineered label should be? What? I think it should combine... Frankenstein, a picture of Frankenstein. Well, I was going to say <laughs> plant-animal hybrids, like a chicken with like three wings and then maybe like a plant growing out instead of legs. It's like the movie The Host. Beanstalks. <laughs> Beanstalk legs, like soybean legs, and multiple wings. You should. And then like. You should write one a letter eye. immediately. <laughs> one eyeball. <laughs> cool. So that nobody ever buys anything again. <laughs> um, well, this kind of brings me to my final point. Because um, the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act is really what outlines um, all of these laws regarding uh, labeling. And there's a whole section on misbranded and adulterated food. Because companies have been known, big shock, to use the labels as a way to mislead consumers. So there is a line to be drawn. And that really became clear 
in the past two years with the word natural yeah. on food packaging. And um, that is monitored by the FTC, um, the Federal Trade Commission, because they want to make sure that, um, you know, you aren't putting on a box your honey bunches of oats saying like, super healthy, enough power to get you through your whole day. Or like there's ways that you can use phrases and say things like if you take you know, but even still, there's like a limit, like a McDonald's cheeseburger. Like they can say, like packed with nutrients. You know, maybe because there's ever protein. Made that claim. No, they really haven't. No, I think they're just kind of like all aboard. No, they're <laughs> just like juicy and delicious. I think I've seen those words used. Yeah, they're never promoting the health. The health aspect. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the shaker salads are. Yeah. <laughs> bacon lard salad. <laughs> the 10,000 calorie shaker yeah. salads. Croutons, cheese, and bacon lard. But there's all these forces at play within the government that are trying to um, ensure that what's on our food labels and food packaging is actually accurate for consumers. But the trick is how much time are consumers willing to spend actually looking at these things? Like we were saying, looking at the serving size really looking at the nutrients in something and not being so swayed by like all these other, like this picture with the fresh rosemary or on this cereal, like there's a smiley face and it's like four whole grains or something. So it's, it's a, it's a tricky, you know, it's a tricky process. And I think that, um, no matter what, there will always be a company Trying to find the gray area because you cannot define everything when it comes to labeling. No, no, it's impossible. I mean, how would like the the law would have to be written in just the strangest way, and there would have to be like it'd have to be updated constantly because and all labels would have to match. It would have to be like a society where you like go into a grocery store and it's like apple orange. (laughs) Cereal product. Yeah. (laughs) You know, white boxes, black texts, that's it. And that's the whole point of capitalism is that we have all these brands competing for consumers and that's the only way that they can do it is by somehow trying to prove to us without breaking the law that their product is better than somebody else's product. So um, hopefully this has given you guys a bit more information and I hope that when you go to the grocery store next – Maybe you'll be a little more conscious of the food labels when you pick something up. And actually take a look. It's quite fascinating to see all the stuff that they add on these uh, packages. Even this Evian bottle in front of me. We are certified carbon neutral. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. 7.2 pH balance. Granted... I don't think a lot of people even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> no. What is? I don't even know what my current no. pH is or no. what it should be. Either way, they get us somehow yeah. because I've had many clients who I've shopped for that are like, only get this, only get that. And that's why I want to dive into in the next few weeks organic because certified organic in itself is like totally a whole, a whole thing um, that I think is really misleading to consumers. So take this information – Try and be a little more powerful in your decisions. Be a little more conscious. And just know they're all out to get you. (laughs) They're all out to get your money. And that's all that really matters in the end. Unless you're buying from a farmer's market or from someone who actually gives a shit about their product, which is so rare these days. Um, It's all just tricks. Yeah, the only person who has your best interests in mind 
are, are you. Is you. You. Yeah. You're the only one. So you just have to be mm-hmm. conscious and read what's in products and mm-hmm. really pay attention. Yeah. When you're shopping because it's true. They're, they just want you to buy their product in any way that they can. Mm-hmm. Whatever fancy labels and little tricks. And yeah. A lot of the time, your definition of natural is not their definition of yeah. natural. And they're work, they're working on that. Yeah. But again, vape pods disappeared in two days. <laughs> but they still haven't figured out what natural means for yeah. food labels. Thank you guys so much. And I'll uh, catch y'all later. Let's talk about food, baby. Let's talk about what we about all the entrees, appetizers that we seek. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about.